Player 2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, and we're back again for another episode of Player 2. We're back, 2. We're back baby. The podcast. Episode 30-something or other. I don't, hey. I don't know. I have to look it up. <laughs> We're in our 30s. Our knees are starting to hurt. Yeah. It's, uh, anybody got any Ben Gay? I need to rub yeah. that on my, on my shoulders. <laughs> to get that get that heat. Oh, speaking mm. of which, my son actually went for his annual. He's five, and they were checking, you know, giving him his shots and checking his milestones. He had to have three shots, one in each arm and one in his leg, and his leg was hurting him, so we had to rub some muscle ointment on his leg to help him feel better. He Aww. goes, it's it's tickling me. And I'm like, that's yeah. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. happens. Yeah. But I'm really proud of him. He exceeded his milestones. At this age, he's supposed to be able to count to like 10 or 20, but he counted to over 100. Yeah, the doctor was like, okay, that's enough. Right. <laughs> and we were, con- <laughs> <laughs> we were concerned. I know I told you earlier that he was like, Betty, my Betty. And I was like, Betty? No, mm. Betty, Betty. Betty? It's a bird. Oh, you're saying birdie mm. in an English accent. He's still doing that from his favorite show, Simon. <laughs> And uh, his grandma asked the doctor, like, hey, he pretends, like, all the time. Like, when he went to his doctor's appointment, he brought his little bunny that he calls Gaspard, which is his little brother, because that's the little Mm -hmm. brother in the show. And he was wearing his own doctor's coat, and he brought his own doctor's items, and he had the doctor watch him take care of his bunny. And the entire time he was in the office, he was speaking in an English accent. And and, uh, grandma was like, is that normal? Because we're all concerned. And she was like, that just means he's really smart. And I was like, yes! (laughs) She said that like it's normal for kids to want to play, but for him to sustain it that amount of time, that just that's just a sign of his intelligence. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, it's a little annoying at times, and it it <laughs> makes for some it makes for some interesting fights when it when it comes to like what his demands are. You know, like uh, the, the give and take that is parent and child. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm glad that he has such a robust imagination. And hey parents who justified lying to us all these years about the two fairy and santa claus and whatnot saying well you wouldn't have an imagination if we didn't lie to you i have not lied to my son once about anything and he's just fine he knows there's no santa claus he knows there's wait, no two wait, fairy. wait 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 what 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 what, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the They're fuck did you just say about santa claus <laughs> right <laughs> I'm... he visits my house every year i leave cookies and milk out for that man i'm sorry but that was actually your mom Oh no! <laughs> yeah, she's really into immediately after. She's really into Santa cosplay. Loves to wear a beard. I don't know what to tell you, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that was justification told to me. I I remember I was devastated when I found out Santa wasn't real. I think I was like, I had to have been like or five or <laughs> right. No, I I had I had to have been like five or six maybe. I remember I was re- I was young enough to where it was just me and my mom and my sister and we were you know which was from like ages five to ten so somewhere in that area or five to nine so mm-hmm. and my my little sister's the one that told me too to add insult to injury i'm like you knew right what else are you not telling me and she was like well wrestling's fake i said shut up <laughs> same day i found out wrestling was fake and santa claus wasn't real it was a rough Ooh, time for man. me yeah i know <sighs> i never looked at wrestling the same way again either it took Damn. years to recover at the point where I actually came around to it being okay to being fake, I was already too old for it. And I was like, well, yeah. that's come and gone. That ship has sailed. But I remember Hulkamania, brother. Ooh, yeah, brother. <laughs> brother. 
That's that's my era of wrestling. Everybody was like, brother. <laughs> oh, I still man. do that to this day, and I wasn't even alive at the time. It's the best part, really. That and the Bushwhackers yeah. licking kids on either side of their face. Uh, best mm. and, and weird, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. Anyways, speaking yeah. of weird, uh, any interesting pickups going on this week that you want to talk about? Yeah, man. So uh, I picked up about six sealed box DVD sets. Mm. And, you know, when I normally I come across these, I'm like, eh, you know, it's something like a set of Law and Order or something. But these are all like complete series of like Angel, Ally McBeal, Charmed, Battlestar Galactica, The Man from Uncle. Ooh. And uh, I love Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. It's a great show. And I've never seen it. You should watch it. It's good. It's the newer one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you would dig it, Derek. Seriously. Krista and I got really into it back when we were still living in the apartment and it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's decent. Okay. Yeah, if I get some time, man, I just, you know me. Yeah. So much going on. Uh, I feel but like yeah, you're going to be uh, feeling it next week, man. I'm telling you, if you give it a peek. Well, okay. <laughs> Edward James uh, almost in there. He was like, hey, if I see you on the street, I'm kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> I mean, that, that could have been Battlestar. It could have been Stand and Deliver. The, the point remains. Right. He's awesome. The actors there. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so I picked these up, and uh, I spent a little more than I usually would, but the com- the combined like total worth of it all was crazy. I've already mm. sold two of them and made my money back. I sold Angel and the Thin Man collection. It's like mm. a collection of six Thin Man DVDs, which some old 1950 show. No idea what it is. Interesting. The cool. uh, Charmed one especially. That's That's a big boy, but they're all up on the eBay store right now. So if you're into that early 2000s, Late nineties, kind of Buffy, sick drama the type sun, stuff. Yeah. I am the air. <laughs> I love that song. I gotta admit, just yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not that great, but I'm into it. I don't know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. They're up on uh, eBay.com/slash/str/slash/gamergoodies and more. If you want to check them out. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Well, as far as non-gamer related but still nerd pop culture news, you had mentioned briefly, and I've seen it on my radar too, some big, big news, especially for fans of Avatar. What is going on with Avatar? So the original creators are Mm. teaming back up with Sony to create Avatar Studios. Oh, gee. Yeah. And they will be making more Avatar animated content for us focusing mainly on ang but i'm sure they have other ideas so very excited about this i need to know what happened to zuko's mother and i don't want to read a book <laughs> okay you know what i mean derek does not want to read guys listen up yeah not yep, shut it. up <laughs> no. <laughs> no i want to see it animated damn it i read manga <laughs> no i do read guys shut up <laughs> i do read manga with pictures oh my god i Come read <laughs> boy what boy. does that say <laughs> I can't read. Boy, read that. Dad, quit yelling at me. <laughs> Name's a trash. Shut up, boy. Right. Shut Anyways, up, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, You know me. I love Avatar. It's one of the greatest yeah. TV shows ever made. Just yeah. period. I'm, I'm currently watching some reactors watch Korra. And while Korra has like amazing animation and fight scenes and all that, mm. Korra as an Avatar is trash. Yeah. Like she stays getting whooped. Mm-hmm stays getting whooped mm. yeah it's sad it's very sad oh that's too bad yeah well you know you know she's doing the best she yeah. can out here in these yeah, streets yeah she is moving on from Cora and her sad sad avatar career yeah uh, well speaking of awesome tv shows the one we're currently watching wandavision, WandaVision. had episode eight 
<laughs> and hey, little shout outs. We're going to be guesting on Call It Like I Don't See It podcast next week, right after the final episode of WandaVision airs. Best Ooh. believe. Best believe the boys. Put my face in it. That's right. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get drippy in here. <laughs> yeah. It's time to get drippy. <laughs> the Driptastic Four will unite once again, and we will be right. talking about WandaVision extensively, probably. Now, again, it's their show. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? No, we're not gonna talk about that. I don't know why in their right minds they would do that, right. but we'll be talking yeah, on our show. We're actually going to have a special guest ourselves next week. I'm not going to ruin who she is, but I'll just say this. She is a YouTuber. She is an artist, does great work, and does a lot of cool reaction videos, and I'm really excited to have her on next week, so stay tuned for that as yeah. well. Okay. So, but yeah, WandaVision, previously on was the title. And I kind of told you, I think we talked about it before. I was like, episode eight is going to be exposition, yo. We're going to find out all yep. the beats. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Then they used a flashback format, but not the way you would think. Yeah, it was more like a uh, Ghost of Christmas Past type situation. Or Ghost of Christmas, whatever. Like Christmas Carol. Yeah, like yeah, a Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol or It's a Wonderful Life. I, yeah. But really not with the same lessons in mind, but it had that kind of right. format. Mm-hmm. So what I was expecting previously on is for Agatha to take Wanda back through all the episodes and kind of really see how she was messing things up. But they kind of already did that last episode. Right. Mm-hmm. What her goal is, she revealed her goal. Agatha is just like, I was attracted by the magical power you're like exhibiting. And I just need to know how you did it because we get a little backstory on Agatha. They shoot back to Salem where she's being carried to be burned at the stake. Now, the way that the ceremony worked, it was too sophisticated. Like, everybody was in hoods. It was very ceremonial. And I was like, where's the angry, ignorant mob being like, burn the witch, you know? So (laughs) I already knew something was up. And I kind of figured that they were all witches that were burning her because she was a bad witch. And sure enough, like, the lead person was like, are you a witch? And she goes, yes. She's like, are you (laughs) sure? You one of us. (laughs) And I guess what happened is, is Agatha Harkness was tapping into some dark arts or forbidden magic the the rest of her coven was not down with and they were they didn't specify what it was but i think you know now at this point yeah yeah so they basically tried to zap her with their powers but she ended up absorbing their essence basically including her mentor like mother like figure which you could tell there was a little bit of pain there with her having to take her down but it was like it was either that or agatha died and agatha wasn't ready to die just yet not yet So with the conversation that Agatha had with Wanda, I could tell there was a bit of just frustration and jealousy. Like I worked really hard to get here. Then you just swoop in and do things that I couldn't even imagine. And you don't even know how you did it. Yeah. Like I trained all this time and you don't even know how you did things. I killed my mama. (laughs) Jelly. Right. Mm -hmm. So she basically takes Wanda back through the previously on of her actual life, going all the way back to when she was a young girl in Sokovia watching TV with her parents. Mm -hmm. And this was a really cool way to tie in why she's doing the whole TV show aesthetic in the first place. She used to watch all these shows with her family back in Sokovia to help her learn English. Mm-hmm. And like her dad opened that case. Malcolm in the Middle was in there. Did you yeah. remember the other shows? There was Who's the Boss? Adam's Family, um, I think, was in there. I Love Lucy, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. In fact, they watched an episode of Dick Van Dyke even. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. While they're watching it, she's watching her memory or whatever. Boom, they get hit with that bomb, the one that they said mm-hmm. that, you know, was by Stark Industries. And it turned on its red light and started making a sound that if you go back to a previous episode, sounded just like the toaster in the first commercial. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I picked right. up on that. I was like, that's literally the same exact beep that the toaster was making. I just thought it it stood out to me that they turned it on and they both just stared at the camera dead-eyed, like, listen right. to the beeps. Right. <laughs> and so that further kind of cements that these commercials are tied to her past trauma. Right. So now, again, who's doing those commercials? I don't know, but I think I have an idea now after this episode. So... She's like, okay, we're not getting enough here, but I'm getting more of your backstory. Then they shoot to Hydra, where she first encounters the Mind Stone, right? Mm-hmm. She did a similar thing, like kind of walking it back, how she edits the show. They had cameras on her, but they didn't really see how the Mind Stone connected with her and showed her almost like an image or a visage of the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. It's like the Mind Stone almost chose her. Right. And the big reveal that she had powers before the Mind Stone, and these mind, the Mind Stone actually just augmented those powers, it's really yeah. interesting. Really I love interesting. That they did that because it's yeah. like she's been a witch the entire time. Because mm-hmm. the reason why the bomb didn't explode when her and Pietro were in the apartment was because probability she hex, probability hex on it. So that's really cool. I love that they like found a way to make that work. Yeah, and I think they're going less of a mutant round and more of a, maybe like a cosmic force kind of phoenix type thing where she's just yeah. destined to take on this nexus form of Scarlet Witch. Now, a nexus mm-hmm. form in the comics means that she's a single being that can exist simultaneously across all multiverses. So she mm-hmm. really is going to be the connection, which I find interesting. But right. we're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so, we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Agatha's still not getting her answers, so they shoot to another point in her life. And this was actually one of the more touching parts, I thought, of the episode. And it's where she's in the Avengers compound. She's watching an episode of Malcolm in the Middle in her room by herself. And she's still kind of grieving the death of her brother. And Vision pops in. And they have kind of an awkward conversation. And he said a line to her because she's like, you know, he was saying, you know, I was just born. I don't know loss because I have never been close enough to somebody to lose them. And she was talking about the waves of grief washing over her and how she she feels like she's drowning. And and he said, it can't be all bad. And this line really stuck with me. I even tweeted it out. I thought it was so beautiful. He goes, and this is from a robot, mind you. He mm-hmm. said, what is grief if not love persevering? Now, it could have been the fact that I was drinking while I watched this episode, but I got real emotional. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was beautiful. And that was the moment, I think, where they started to kind of spark a relationship, like, you know, him kind of sympathizing with her and and her getting to know him. And it was a really nice, touching moment. And then they fast forward again to her finding out that Vision is at S.W.O.R.D. and trying to get in to see him. Now, this is a really, really interesting scene. Mm-hmm. She gets she gets told where Vision is and she goes and she actually pops into the director's office instead. And the director tells her that hey we're he's not like committing to her getting the body because she's the next to can he's like eh, i'll let you see him yeah yeah yeah. are you though <laughs> yeah right and he's like you know not everybody can bring their loved ones back to life not everybody has the power to do that and i feel like he was almost implanting that idea in her mind because mm-hmm. remember his ulterior motive is to bring vision back online as a weapon right right and he obviously hasn't been able to do that up to this point. So he even lets her like get freaked out. Like he's saying things to goad her on. You can tell he's not trying to comfort her at all. And he's putting these ideas in her head. And then she blasts the windows and comes down and tries to like sense him. And she can't. And she just leaves. Right. But what she does is she goes to a plot of land that supposedly Vision bought her in Westview, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. When she goes there, it's just empty. And there's a note what on money, the actual- though. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second because I have a theory about that. But she okay. opens it up and it says, you know, uh, a home we can build together or something. Love V. I can't remember exactly. Uh, we can grow to, old in a place to, to grow, grow old in a place to grow old. Thank you. In her grief, just she just kind of blacks out almost and like blasts out this hex energy from all sides of the house, builds the house up with the energy, and then immediately like transports the entire town back into a, a 50s idealized TV show version of what she would like life to be like with vision. And then shoots out energy, which changes to Mindstone Yellow in the form of vision and basically reconstitutes him back up. And yeah. that's how the whole thing started. Crazy. And then she she had selective amnesia, and obviously he doesn't remember anything prior to you know being reconstructed, and then that's kind of where the show begins, right? And that's where Agatha's like, oh snap! Right now, I'm gonna let's wrap up the episode, and then I'm gonna talk about my theories on that. So basically, once she gets to the end of that memory, she hears her kids screaming. She runs outside. Agatha is like in full Agatha Harkness garb. She's floating in the air. She's got tethers mm -hmm. around both her children's necks, and she's like, I know you. That's chaos magic. You have to be stopped. You are the Scarlet Witch. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. It was great. It was awesome. I like that they're, yeah, I like that they're building it to be like some sort of mythical, legendary figure. That it's amazing. Is. It's amazing. Yeah. So here's my theory. I, I'm, I'm still really suspicious of the director. I don't think Vision actually bought that plot of land for them. You know? The reason why I don't think so is because... That plot of land is coincidentally next to a house that has a witch's, like, basement. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I doubt Agatha Harkness came and just built that basement. All that stuff there seems pretty ancient. So there's this place of power, and only, like, you know, probably really nefarious people would know about it. Mm -hmm. And she gets attracted to go there. She gets goaded into her grief. The director obviously falsified that she stole this body because the end credit scene, we see they still have his body and they use the energy that was still attached to the drone. She attacked her own chaos magic to reanimate a completely white vision, kind of nodding to the, uh, the blank vision back in the comics, which, which means we're going to have a vision V vision fight pretty soon, probably. Right. <laughs> But uh, I have a couple of theories. So I, I feel like the way that Vision's going to be restored, I feel like when she killed him in Infinity War, maybe she absorbed like his essence, what makes him him. I feel like because they reanimated Vision, this is how he's going to get his body back, you know, with the vibranium and all the circuitry oh, and everything. Yeah. But like his mind, his essence is going to converge with it. And that's what we're going to see. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. But yeah. more importantly the whole witch's dungeon or whatever, you know, the house mm -hmm. with the witch's dungeon. I think yeah. it was probably somebody that's pulling even more strings. Somebody maybe even like kind of pointed Agatha towards the spot, maybe manipulating her because she's connected to dark magic. So maybe like nightmare or talked about Mephisto or mm -hmm. Cthulhu, who knows, right? Cthulhu. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, he was in Marvel comics, so, hey, yeah. you know, you never know. And he was bound to a book at one point. So uh -oh. mm, yeah, exactly. So, but I'm thinking the director is actually the villain and I think he's disguised as somebody. And I think he's the one that was manipulating Wanda. I think he's the one that bought a lot of land because he knew to set up there and he knew that attention would be driven there by the FBI because they have a person that's in protective custody in that town. So like right. just everything kind of came together a little bit too neatly as far as them being able to jump on it immediately. And then he immediately started tracking Vision's signature because he wanted to use that to try to revive the body they had. Then he lied mm -hmm. to manipulate that, you know, to make her the enemy to get her out of the way. He just wants Wanda dead so he can get to Vision. 
Oh yeah. Obviously. So, and Agatha just wants to know how she's doing stuff because she's she's trying to grow as a witch, mm-hmm. and I respect that. Right. <laughs> so they're they're pitting she's a Agatha. Bad, bad witch. She's a bad. I, you know, I made the same joke while we were watching the show last night. <laughs> she's she a bad bad witch. <laughs> but even though they're setting her up as an antagonist to Wanda now, I think that she may still become a mentor to Wanda as she kind of was low key in this episode. Like, Oh, that's just a probability hex, you know, telling her about her own magic. Right. And I feel like Wanda, Monica Rambeau and Agatha Harkness are going to team up against the real evil that eventually is going to show its hand. Think so. I think so. That's where I'm at. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I think that there is still another force at, at work. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever this force is, is after Wanda's chaos magic. Let's say, let's just say it is Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Somehow chaos magic was his originally and it got separated from him and then it chose Wanda and he's trying to get it back. Like something along those lines. Okay. Uh, that's my theory. Cause I, I really don't think that Agatha is the be all end all. Although mm-hmm. they could do like the post credit scene at the end of the Next episode, be like, oh, I was really this person all along, and you'll see this in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. So that sounds like something they do. Yeah, I hope that the last episode is really long and they just wrap it up because I'd rather yeah. want to be fully established going into Doctor Strange so we can have a new storyline. Mm-hmm. And again, having her have command over her powers and access to the multiverse would make sense as a chop off point for the movie with Doctor Strange. Yeah, I do think those kids are dying though. You and think that's so? gonna lead, yeah, and that's gonna lead to Wanda doing another explosive thing and blowing the hex up all around the world and creating mutants. I don't know. I, I don't feel like this is gonna be related to mutants anymore, but we'll see. I don't know. I, it's, I, a, it, it's an easy way for them to do it, man. It's real easy. Yeah, I mean, it is easy, but I don't know if that's the way they're gonna go. I think that the kids are gonna survive, and I think that Vision's gonna survive too. I mean, Agatha kind of hinted at it that she can create life when she mm-hmm. was talking to her in the in the last scene. And so I think that she used chaos magic to basically constitute these children, but not any more unnatural of a way than you normally would. She just used the magic to kind of spur it along. So right. I still think they're her kids, and I think that they're real. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. So, All I know is that the show is doing things. Yeah. Because so far, everybody in that place is real. Everybody. Right. Everybody's either a townsperson, Agatha, or something that Wanda created with her chaos magic. And they all seem to, I don't know. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. And we got confirmation that Pietro is fake. He is not the real Quicksilver. Pietro. Not the quick, right. He is not the Quicksilver <laughs> from the Fox universe. He is just a creation of Agatha. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I was hoping I mean, that. Yeah. Because if Agatha had access to, to multiverse, I don't think she'd be so interested in, in Wanda's powers. Right. So, yeah. She definitely. I like, the, I like the fake out. It was the swerve for sure. But yeah, he's definitely an agent of Agatha's, and that means that Monica might be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> right. So we'll see how that goes. Can't wait for next week. Ugh. Oh, yeah, next week. Like I said, check us out on Call It Like I Don't See It in addition to our episode because we're going to get together with the guys and really kind of blow this whole thing wide open. I don't know if we're going to be as robust with it on our own show because I'm not sure how far along our guest is with the show. But uh, we're, we're definitely going to go, I think, in-depth on uh, Call It Like I Don't See It. So check that out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what we've been playing. Okay. So this week, what you've been playing video game-wise? The main game I'm going to save for last. But I played oh, okay. a few demos. So okay. I played an anime soccer game by the name of Captain Subasa Rise of Cap- Champions. Captain Subasa. Okay. And it's a anime soccer game. And it kind of just reminds me of Super Mario Strikers where you can... Mm 
charge up your shot and does a little special shot technique. Each one of these characters has like some sort of guardian animal or something that shows mm-hmm. up in a spirit form when mm-hmm. they charge up shots like a lion, a bear, an eagle. But it's, I mean, it's basically FIFA <laughs> with anime. So I, I'm down, I'm down for it, man. Uh, yeah, I I'm gonna probably grab a copy of it when I find one for cheap. But uh, I also played a couple of demos. What's Captain Subasa on? It's on PS4 and Switch. Okay. Right. Yep. And I played a game called Fallen Legion on PS4. It's a RPG where you it's kind of like a indivisible where you're controlling different characters and you press square to make one character do an attack and trying to make the other character do an attack. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I wasn't into it. You know. Okay. So. And next, I played an RPG coming out called Chris Tales, another uh, turn ba- <laughs> another turn-based RPG, which also, it has an interesting premise. You can travel into the past and the future on the same screen, so it like kind of splits the screens, and when you walk, it'll show, like, say there's a baby there. When you walk mm. towards the future, then it'll turn into an adult, Wow, and so on and so forth. It's just, eh, it's okay. The animation style is fine it's just it just didn't it didn't tickle my fancy but the main game that i've been playing this week oh guys persona 5 strikers all right i am enjoying it okay i do have some uh some things to say about it uh, i want to hear what you what you think about it first though okay well i don't have probably as much play time as you do i got it day one which is this past tuesday and i played it i want to say maybe two to three hours and I had to stop playing it, one, because I realized this has to be a mainstream game. I was just going to play mm-hmm. it on Brawlers, but it is, it, we, we talked about it before, it's, we, yeah, re- reviews were saying it's more like a sequel to Persona 5 than it is a Warriors game, and truer mm-hmm. words have never been spoken. It yeah. literally is just a sequel to Persona 5, and it's got some action RPG elements, so it feels more like that. That disappointed me a little bit only because I was expecting a Warriors game and I love Warriors games. Me too. I mean, if you were always intrigued by Warriors games but thought it was a little bit too simplistic, I think this would be the best one for you to get into, especially if you're a big fan of Persona games and RPGs in general. Right. But I realized all that means is that I have to like take my time and digest this more like a high class dessert rather than potato chips. But I was hungry. I went out and I bought what I I thought were potato chips. chips. Yeah. I wanted potato I, chips. I had potato chips delivered to me, and they brought me a thick chocolate mousse Black Forest cake. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I have to have this at a fancy dinner. So, <laughs> right. so, no, I like it. I think it's great. I think there's the a lot of complicated systems you're going to have to get used to, but probably won't take that long. And it feels a little clunky to switch characters in the game. And mm-hmm. every character is so different that you have to kind of learn. Like a tutorial pops up each time you pick a new character. So I think it's going to be a mainstream game. So I personally, I'm going to play it on Monday Night Brawlers like I promised as the first episode. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays moving forward, I'm just going to start playing that as a mainstream game. And I'm not going to play it casually because I don't have a ton of time to play games casually outside of like in between work emails and stuff. And usually a game, a game has to be really simple for me to be able to play it. Or I have to be really used to it. Like I'm able to play yeah. this. This is gonna sound funny. I'm able to play Xenoblade Chronicles Two a lot easier than I am Persona Five Strikers, which I thought was <laughs> yeah, odd. No, I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, what what are your thoughts? 
you know, like you said, I was expecting chips and I got a New York style cheesecake. Like, I, <laughs> this is thick. Woo, slow down. Yeah, this is really thick. I was like, okay, so the gameplay in a Warriors game is just enemies everywhere. You go through, chop down the enemies, boss appears, chop them down, side mm-hmm. event, go do that. But in this, it's it's like you can ambush the enemies just like in Persona 5. You have to mm-hmm. be sneaky about it. You can't just run around and slice and dice. Uh, you have to manage your SP to use your special moves so you can get the one more and the all-out attack on the enemies. Like it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's basically Persona 5. Positioning is everything. You can't just run around willy-nilly. So it slows the combat way down, even though you think it would be fast and frantic. Yeah, and like I said, I, I didn't say this. I'm not disappointed that I mm-hmm. didn't get my chips, mm-hmm. but I, I just wasn't prepared. No, I had to switch cheesecake. gears. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't prepared at all because I, I literally played the game for like an hour and it was all text. Yes, and voice acting, and just like, like Persona. What? Just yes. like Persona. And I, uh, and I love Persona. I just like I said, I got to We got to tip our bring our expectations back from mm-hmm. what they were before release and mm-hmm. digest this like a true Persona game because that's what it is. Yep. it's literally Persona without turn-based combat. That's it. That's exactly it. You're right. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Some of it is a bit clunky. Like you said, switching characters. Sometimes they do not even pop up when you do the baton pass. Mm. Um, (laughs) Getting ambushes on like the flying drone enemies. You should be able to do it from like hanging from balloons or something, but you can't for some reason. Mm. Um, There's just, there's a lot of little things here that could be touched up and reworked, but all in all, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm about five hours in. And I still haven't beaten the first jail yet, if that tells you anything. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. With the so. uh, the Alice in Wonderland. Why is she dressed like an asshole? <laughs> right. What I Everybody's do like, love. she's so cool. And I'm like, is she though? She's so pretty. Marry me out. Make me your slave, Alice. <laughs> what? Yo. But I, I mean, that, no, that ties ahead. into her. I was going to say that kind of ties into the story though. Like there's, there's a story reason why some people are so obsessed with her, like more than you would right. think that they should be. So it's all, it's all good fun. No, it's no, really, no, it's, it's fun. The dialogue is still great. All the characters are still great. You can still say wacky things and the characters be like, Hey, like the first people to find out that the multiverse is back and that there are like palaces is Morgana Joker and Ryuji. Right. Right. And when they go back to explain it, they're like, right, you tell them. And then one of the options is, uh, we, we were just playing with y'all. Never mind. Right. <laughs> like, we were just fucking. So I chose that. And they're like, dude, don't say that. Then they're not going to believe us. Right. <laughs> I, I love picking those types of options because um, it doesn't really seem to have any effect. The, the best part about this game is going to be knowing that I don't have to seek out or like hyper plot out trying to maximize my relationships with the characters yeah. i'm going to be able to do that more in sequence as part of the game and not worry about too much about skipping it on accident so that's good and you know what i you know what i love most when you leave the jail yeah. you, the day doesn't advance so yeah. when you leave the jail your sp and hp recover and you can go right back into the jail so it's kind of like i wish they would have just put at the checkpoints you can recover your sp and hp mm-hmm. so you want to have to back out of the jail and go back in and do the little animation and pick where you want to go back just to be yeah. more streamlined, but I do like that you don't have to leave the jail and then a day passes and then you have one less day to complete it. So well, that's and really pro, dope. pro tip for all you newbies out there: shortly into the game, you're going to be introduced to a badge system that you're going to get points through, 
you know, story beats and in strengthening your relationships with people and gathering information. And those points can be used to buff up your team in various ways. One of the badges that you can eventually get is to fully restore HP and SP after every single battle, save for that one for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's going to be one you're going to want to get early, as early as possible. So. Yeah, but, and but my, yeah. My, yeah, my last bit is that Sojuro needs to be protected at all cost, and <laughs> okay. Yusuke is best boy. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. I really wanted to go to an art museum. Right. Culture, <laughs> history. A barbecue. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you had me a BBQ. <laughs> Poor Yusuke. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, that's what I'm playing, so uh, that's, that's going to be what I'm playing for probably the next three to four weeks man honestly i don't yeah. know how long it's gonna take yeah especially they said since it's I'm around 50 hours or something yeah i'm gonna be playing it for maybe four to six hours a week so however long just do the math i guess yeah. so but we'll get done with it this year and we'll definitely do a spoiler cast on it so look forward to that yeah all right well let me quickly rattle off the games i've been playing so i played warriors of fate for monday night brawler since i didn't have my hands on persona 5 strikers yet that's a Capcom arcade beat 'em up. It was on the beat 'em up bundle. It's also on the new Capcom arcade collection. I'd recommend it. It's a lot of fun. The American version changes it from the Dynasty Warriors or Three Kingdoms era style story. The story is about Lu Bei's entanglement with <laughs> South South South. Right, entanglement, entanglement. <laughs> entanglement no, but with August. But Shu and and Wei, their their brief alliance and then split, and how. Guan Yu and Shu are trying, and Lu Bei are—they're trying to get away from Cao Cao, and they're pursuing them. So you go through that storyline, but all the names are changed. So, like I could notice, I could tell, like, oh, this is Chibi, you know, where all the boats were burned, and I could tell, oh, this is where we're fleeing to save the Emperor's son, and you know. But if you if you're not super familiar with Dynasty Warriors, it's just a fun brawler. You have mm -hmm. horse combat, off horse combat. You can play as you know the five tiger generals from Shu, including like Huang Zhang and Guan Yu. It's good times. So, Dope. yep. Friday Night Frights. I played this game that I got from itch.io called The Glass Staircase. It is a little wonky. The story was really interesting, mm -hmm. but the gameplay was bad and it had very cheap jump stairs. Ooh. It was just loud noise, sudden thing in your face. And I was like, oh, so, um, there's a thing in your face. There's oh a thing God. in your face. Yeah, if you're interested and you Google it, you can get it directly from the developer's Patreon or from itch.io for as cheap as like six bucks. Or you can pay more if you want to support the developer. So, you know, check out my episode. If you think it's something you want to get into, great. You know, I didn't finish it, but I got really close. I got uh, stabbed to death by a naked woman. So oh, that was it's good times. Yeah. I uh, ran out of bullets and I couldn't take her down, unfortunately. What, what were you playing? Far Cry 3? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite. Not quite. Wow. Final Fantasy 10. I didn't play this this week, but I forgot to talk about it last week. I did eventually go back and defeat one of the Dark Aeons. I defeated Dark Valifor, and then I got my revenge and defeated Dark Yojimbo five times. Oh, yeah. But then the Mega Sisters took me down. Oh, man. <laughs> so eventually I'll go back to it again. But I, like I said, I got so many other things going on. I've set it down for now. But I just want to update everybody on my revenge tale. I did take <laughs> down some Dark Aeons, so all hope is not lost. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, with the announcement of Pyra and Mithra being playable in Smash, I thought I would try once again to go through this game. It's my third attempt. I always make it to Gromit, or whatever it's called, the second, you know, the huge titan, that big area. And then I kind of mm -hmm. peter off somewhere in between chapter 2 and 3. I got all the way yeah. to chapter 4. 
So, and I'm trying to build a boat right now to, you know, go towards the tree or whatever for the story beats. And I really like the main story. Like that's actually really interesting, but the, the main story bits are so few and far between, and there's so much fetch questy stuff in between that you mm-hmm. kind of want to do because you want your characters to be stronger. Navigating the world, like, if you have a waypoint for the next place you're supposed to go to, it's so gnarly with, like, different oh, levels yeah. and tree. It's so hard. And then there's always a chance that a big monster is going to see you and kill you, and then you have to start from your last checkpoint. And it, right. and it happens way more often than it should. And it's just, it's kind of a slog to get through. But, like I said earlier, or I hinted at earlier, it's the perfect mindless game for you to kind of have on in the background and just kind of grind while you're on the phone or listening to a podcast or whatever. And then when you're ready to focus and sit down and advance the story, you know, you can do that with a little bit more ease. So I'm still going to try to go through it casually, but I don't know if it's going to peter off like it has in the past. Because also mm-hmm. what I picked up, because Girlfriend Reviews gave me the news on this. I didn't know this mm-hmm. until I saw their re-review of God of War. PS5 upgrade. So 60 frames per second performance mode upgrade for the PS4 God of War. So I've been playing that and it on my PS5 and it is gorgeous. And I forgot how good that game really is. Like that game's really good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Like I cannot even overstate how good God of War is. Like story wise, set piece wise, that first fight that I got to do with Balder again. I was like, oh my God, I missed this. The only complaint I have is the palette swap trolls. That's it. The palette swap trolls? Yeah. So, like, the giant trolls that you fight, and they literally, like, they, throughout the game, you keep fighting giant trolls, and they're, like, different colors. And they have the same animations, even the finisher animation. Yeah, because you're going to see him grab a big stone in the air and smash a head, like, a million times. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's the only complaint. I'm playing New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty mode, and Mm. I didn't know this, but they actually increased even further the difficulty of the enemies in New Game Plus. So I have all my endgame mist armor, and I was getting my ass kicked by jobbers. I was like, oh, I got to learn how to play this game again. (laughs) (laughs) But the most recent thing I did is one of those pallet swat trolls. I took him down in like 15 seconds. As soon as I met him, I was like, oh! god rage mode shoot the arrows fire the crows yeah. <laughs> and all the extra stuff <laughs> boy then. boy so do the thing. yeah do, do the thing and i was able to take him down like really quickly and that made me feel good so i think once i get more of a handle on his abilities again and remember all the stuff because there's a lot of stuff you can do there's an attack you can do if you don't have the axe in your hand to bring the backs back in your hand two different attacks for that you have Two different attacks for attacks out of dodging with all your, you know, your bare fists, your axe, and the Blades of Chaos. Like, there's so much different stuff that you could do that I forgot about. Mm. So I had to kind of take myself back to God of War school, so to speak, because it's been two years. Mm. <laughs> Three years, almost, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now I think about it, because that was back in 2018, like around uh, yeah. April or May. So yep. been a long time. So almost three years since I played that game, and I had to had to brush up. But I'm having a blast with it. So if you're one of the lucky people out there that has a PS5, and you're looking for an excuse to go back to God of War, I think this is a good enough excuse, especially if you never actually played New Game Plus, because there is new armor and new stuff to do in it as far as like making your character stronger. So if you're looking for a challenge, there it is. Big strong man, Kratos. And then finally, I finished Bowser's Fury this week, and I got Yahoo! all 100. Yahoo! I got all 100 cat shines. So do you know the reward for getting all 100 cat shines in no. Bowser's Fury? Well, it's a it's not really a spoiler, but if anybody doesn't want this spoiled for them, just look in the description for the next timestamp and click ahead. It's cuz we're we're going for it. 
Three, two, one. The reward for getting all the cat shines is when you're Cat Mario, you look like Giga Cat Mario, even if you're not Giga Cat. So you have like the Super Saiyan hair at all times. Cool. Oh, that's nice. And Bowser Jr. turns into a cat version of himself. Oh. Yeah. When you just get halfway and you beat the when you beat the game the first time with fifty cat shines, it's just Plessy that gets a cat makeover. But then when you get all one hundred cat shines, you fight a harder version of Bowser, which he was pretty tough. And you and uh, Bowser Jr. get your get your upgrades. So again, I don't see any reason to have that because what else is there to do once you've gotten all the shines? But it's there if you Mm -hmm. want it. Cool. Cool. Gaming news. So we have a lot to talk about gaming news. Let's just dive right in. We got the Pokemon Direct this week. We had the state of play from Sony. We're going to get to those, but I'm going to have you go ahead and rattle off all our newsy bits in a a segment that we like to call. We definitely didn't rip it off from Call It Like I Don't See It. It's our own segment. We're going to do it right now. Newsy bits, quick bits, go. Newsy bits, quick bits. Okay. Okay, I suck at this. Uh, quick bits, <laughs> quick has, bits, go! EA has canceled the Anthem rework that they announced early 2020, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. And they're straight up canceling that shit. So you're not getting any more good Anthem shit. Anthem is not going to be the game that they promised it was going to be ever. Yeah. Sucks for Anthem fans. I never played it. When I did want to play it, they were trying to make me download a online patch and i was just like no not for this i'm sorry i'm not doing it yeah yeah and so yeah there's that EA... anthem is dead surprising no yeah. one quick bits <laughs> right. moving on quick bits in response to this it seems like ea is removing dragon age 4's multiplayer component they have initially had it as they definitely wanted it in there they want to get that money from everybody but since anthem was not working out for them they said no nope, we gotta take it out of there and make it single player because you know jedi fallen order did good and that made money so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. single player games make money how many times do we have to say it mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. they make money they don't need force multiplayer okay quick bits uh sony's japan <laughs> Sony's Japan Studio is winding down original game development. These are the developers of games like Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian. Yeah, Sony first party uh, games. Got it. Yeah. So, yep, they're not going to be doing first party original first party games anymore. They're probably just going to be helping out at other studios and making that shit look nice and work that's, well. And that's sad and sucks, so, but okay. What are you going to do? Yeah, it is yep, what yep. it is. Uh, PS Plus games for March. Final Fantasy VII Remake. It will Woo. not be upgradable to the PS5 version. Gotta if buy you it. download the PlayStation Plus version, it will register that it is not a purchased. digital copy. That yep. you, right, that is not purchased. Yep. Uh, you're also getting Farpoint. It's a Woo. VR shooting game, uh, mm-hmm. Remnant from the Ashes, and a PS5 title that is releasing on PS Plus called Maquette. I believe it's some sort of puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it before, but it should be fun. I'll uh, be talking about it soon. Quick bits. Yeah, PSVR 2 has been confirmed and we'll have a new controller as well. No release date has been confirmed. Quick bits. And I think that is it for the quickie bits. Quick bits. Bravely Default 2 Spirits and Smash. Bravely Default 2 with the release of the game will have Spirits and Smash all the way up until March 3rd. So it's going on right now, Smash fans. Boot up your Smash and get those Bravely Default 2 Spirits. Quick bits. And Tony Hawk. One and two. Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD one and two is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, and the Switch sometime this year. Quick bits. Quick shits. <laughs> call it quick shits. Them, <laughs> them quick shits. Quick yeah, shit. TM. <laughs> right. You can't take it from us if we change it. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're always biting the stuff. Quick shits. Um, right. so, uh, it's not our fault they're good. Yeah. Pokemon Direct. Let's talk about that first. So the Pokemon Direct was this week and I really liked it. It was short and sweet, but there were three Mm -hmm. major announcements that we can pull from it. Aside from that really cool kind of like Pokemon throughout the years trailer that they did. 
Which, if yeah. you're a Pokemon fan, go watch that. It's kind of neat to see like all the stuff that they released from like the beginning to now. I was like, wow, this has been going on for a while. It reminded me how much I used to love the series. <laughs> 25 years of Pokemon, guys. Happy birthday. Yeah. I was five when Pokemon came out. I five. was 16. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so, new Pokemon Snap trailer and release date. That's going to be April 30th, 2021. Pokemon Snap looks cool. There's a lot of interactivity with taking photos and sharing them in the photo mode and editing your photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're really a big fan of Pokemon and you like the original Pokemon Snap, this seems like a dream come true, really. And it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't we'll know if it's a day one for me, but I might pick it up, especially if Ben shows interest in it, because I think it would be a fun game for him and I to kind of play together or for him to one of the first ones he can start playing, you know. Right. We talked about this news in previous episodes because it had been leaked and rumored to death, but it is true. We finally got confirmation that remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which is got, they're going to be called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, will be released late this year. And That's going to be holiday, baby. A lot of people were complaining about the graphics because it's basically Chibi Diamond and Pearl. So it, they, they kept the uh, map fidelity and the spacing of the original game, but upgraded the graphics, obviously. What do you think? I like it. I don't I know like why people are tripping. Like, if you, either. especially if you played the original, yeah, and the battles are still like look like Three, Pokemon Sword and fully Shield, fully 3D. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can, you're getting the best of both worlds. I don't, I don't see the issue. No, I don't either. Especially since, and this was smart of them, they're releasing another game that's tied to the Sinnoh region where Diamond and Pearl takes place. Diamond and Pearl was originally the game that introduced Pokemon God Arceus. Right. Okay. Yeah, all right. And there's this big legend about the forming of Pokemon, the origin of Pokemon in the Sinnoh region back in ancient times. And they are actually releasing a brand new Pokemon game. And it's not even split into like, you know, red and green, blue and diamonds, pearl, whatever. It's just mm. a single game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it's going to be releasing about a quarter or so after Diamond and Pearl remakes. Early 2022 is what they're saying right now. Yeah. And it looks awesome. Like, I'm super excited about this game. What, what I thought was cool about it is you're starting the first ever Pokédex, like ever. And you're in, in the Sinnoh ancient, region. Yeah. yeah, in the Sinnoh region. You're like ancient Sinnoh, right? And they actually have starters that are picked from different Pokémon games. So you get to either be Cyndaquil, which yep. was from... Gen 2. Thank you, the Gold and Silver. Or Gen you can be... You can be Rowlet, which is my personal favorite, the little grass owl from Sun and Moon. Mm -hmm. Or you can be, what was the Oshawa, third one? Oshawott. Oshawott, which is from Diamond and Pearl, I believe. Or wait, no. Oshawott's from uh, Black and White, isn't he? Black and White. I don't I don't forget. I, I lose track. Regardless, neat stuff. And it yeah. has kind of like an ancient Japan aesthetic almost, like a, like, I don't know which period you would call it. But it has Let's an ancient. It feudal Japan. <laughs> yeah, it has like an ancient feudal Japan aesthetic. There's like a small village, and even the Pokemon balls are made of wood and have little zippers on them, which I thought was cool. But the, yeah. the thing that really gets me most excited about this game, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I like the fact that the Pokemon catching and battles are almost in real time. Like, they don't cut to a different screen. So you can right. sneak up in the tall grass and see a Pokemon in the wild and just toss a ball at it and see if you can catch it. And it right. does look like, like some Pokemon you're going to have to fight or distract to wear them down. So there's going to be different techniques. But yeah. again, you're walking with your Pokemon or you let them out of their ball and it all happens in the actual map that you're in. You don't have to load to a battle screen. And that's so cool. I'm into yeah, that. Yeah, that's dope. 
Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Uh, when we were watching, when I was watching it at first, I was like, "Oh, I like the way the characters move." It seems like they're kind of stuttering a little bit, and you're like, "Is that a frame rate joke?" Yeah, because like, no, you think were like... doing that deliberately. But when I went back and looked at it, I was like, "Oh, I think no. that is just frame rate." That's frame rate. <laughs> yeah, you were like, "They kind of look like Spider Verse." What an interesting yeah. artistic choice. And I was like, "Are you right. being sarcastic right now?" <laughs> no, I was dead serious. But I looked back at it again, and some of the Pokemon were moving, were stuttering, and some of them were not. So I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, no. oh yeah." Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, it's, it's still um, like a year off, so we're, I was yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, like it's a year off, and I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of people were trashing it online, but it's just like, guys, this is why people don't show games early. You know what I mean? Right. Now, this is not to say that it's gonna be great or fixed by that time, but I'm gonna be watching it closely, and I assume that you know Nintendo upholding a certain level of quality as they do. That's why Nintendo gets to keep their games expensive as they are. Right. You know, they hold up their reputation, they guard their IP very closely. They're not gonna release a buggy, broken mess. They're just not. It's gonna be. They're fun. definitely not gonna release a Zelda series on Netflix if it gets leaked. They're not going to do it, guys. They're not going to. So don't leak your Zeldas. Yeah. Now don't just give me a gold and silver remake for the Switch and I'll be happy. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that since they already had heart gold and soul silver, at least not anytime I know, soon. That was so many years ago. I know it sucks too, because out of all the Pokemon games, it's kind of my favorite just because yeah. it was the best sequel ever. Like it had the most iterations. I feel like in, in, the, in the way of changes with the day and night and the Pokemon eggs and everything, mm-hmm. but also the fact that you went through the whole region that was created for, was it Johto? Yeah, Johto. You went through Johto, and then you got to go back to Kanto and yeah, that was go the original ridiculous. map, and you got to get sixteen badges, sixteen gems. Like yeah. no other like, Pokemon game. The game's game not over. There's oh. a whole other game. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I love that. So, yeah, I would like to see a remake in the style of like Let's Go Pikachu in, in that because I think that would be really cool. Like you know, still have all mm-hmm. the Pokemon follow behind you and stuff. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Cool. So then we got to get to the state of play. So the state of play. We had uh, several announcements. We're not going to stop and talk about every one, but State of Play for Sony had Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. That's coming out on August 24th. Got any thoughts on that, Kenna? I think it looks really good. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks yeah, interesting. I think, I think the, little, the little, I don't know what they're called, little lemmings that she plays with, they look cute. Yeah. Yeah. So Returnal got a gameplay trailer so you can see what it looks like. Uh, that's that kind of creepy, spooky game with the lady that looks like she's an astronaut. That's coming yeah, out yeah. April 30th. It looks to me like a mix of Ratchet and Clank and Doom. <laughs> yeah, so, I would say uh, Mass Effect and Control. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah there's some horror and scary elements, but she's got a lot of weird gadgety weapons and things to combat them, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Oddworld Soulstorm is coming out April 6th, and you told me that they're giving out the PS5 version for free as a PS Plus game in April. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And it looks great. I mean, especially if you're an Oddworld fan. Crash Bandicoot is getting a PS5 upgrade. That's releasing March 12th. Knockout City had a much better trailer than than last week's Direct. It didn't have any of that stupid nonsense in the beginning. They went straight right. to gameplay. They explained the game more. That's coming out May 21st at a budget price of 20 bucks. It looks like a fun multiplayer game surrounding, you know, around the concept of dodgeball. I'm into it, so yeah. look forward to that. A new game was announced. Uh, looks kind of like a brawler. I, I really, I'm really into it. It seems to really lean into the martial arts aspect of brawlers. It's called Sifu, which is Chinese for master. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it looks like the uh, Daredevil hall, hallway fight. The game. Oh yeah, no, because the beginning they very <laughs> deliberately set up like a hallway fight with the camera angle and everything, and I was like, okay, yeah. I see you, old boy. I see you. See what y'all don't want. Yeah. 
Solar Ash, a trailer and gameplay was shown. I don't think we have a release date on that one yet, but it looks to be one of those kind of really flowy platformer adventure type games where the emphasis is really on traversal. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope uh, it's good because uh, if not, people will call it Solar Ass, and that's not a good look for them. That's not a good look. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach. It does not look scary or good, uh, <laughs> at least to me. I thought that trailer was hot garbage. What do you think? I mean, I'm not a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, so yeah, pretty much the same. But it, I mean, it didn't, like, at least the original Five Nights at Freddy's games, like they were scary and dark. Like this, it just seemed so bright and colorful. And again, you can juxtapose that against something more sinister, but it didn't look like a rate of M game to me at all. It looked like a teen game almost. Right. So yeah, I don't know what the hell they're see. doing. We're not seeing yeah. everything, so. We got yet another trailer for Deathloop showing even more gameplay. I'm actually getting more and more excited as I see these trailers. It's coming out May 21st. I know you're not super interested in it yet, but it's giving me some Dishonored vibes, you know, yeah. with the that's traversal. The why, that's the reason why I'm not really into it, because it seems like it's going to be kind of like the same, mm. real samey. The story seems kind of quirky. I like the fact that they're all assassins professionally, and they all know that they're caught in a death loop, and a lot of them seem to be cool with it, but the main character's like, nah. Oh, fuck, <laughs> just, that, fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody caught catching me in no loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, whatever. See you next time. <laughs> and then finally, big, big news, especially for the two of us, considering this was our game of the year 2020, Final Fantasy VII Remake is getting Inter- a... It, yeah, Integrate. It's getting a PS5 upgrade... And a side story to kind of bridge the gap between the first part of the remake and the second part of the remake that's called Integrade, and that stars Yuffie and another what seems to be an OC character. I can't tell yeah. if maybe he's in some side stuff I don't recognize, but uh, it looks awesome. What would you think? It looked amazing. Yuffie is beautiful. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I just, she looks so cool when she came down on that robot with her uh, ninja star. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is badass. You can see the material in our weapon and everything. It's just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is so good. And they fixed those ugly JPEGs of the uh, slums. So they like sure when you're did. When you're up on the plates and you're looking down, it doesn't look like a gross picture anymore. Like, like do you remember that? one Do you remember that scene towards the end of the game when it's like sunset and they're climbing up towards to get to the mm-hmm. Shinra building? And yep. Tifa stops. She goes, guys, look at that view. And I was like, I don't know if you guys should have pointed to that view. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, now they should because it actually looked really good. I was like, that's a big difference. Yeah. So. And uh, they actually, at the end of the trailer, they had Weiss from Dirge of Cerberus, who was the mm. leader of the Deep Ground group, which mm. I didn't remember. I had to look at some YouTube videos because I haven't played Dirge of Cerberus since it came out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't so, played it in so long. Yeah so. yeah, so I was like, oh, that's cool. They're uh, adding in that, too. Let's go. Let's do but it. But that reminds me. They're releasing a couple of mobile games. One's like a multiplayer, whatever, whatever, pre-Final Fantasy VII, Shinra, mm-hmm. military thing, whatever. Who cares? But right. the other one, I can't remember what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? Ever Crisis? Thank you. And yeah. it covers the story of Final Fantasy, including all the offshoots. We're talking like, yeah. you know, Crisis Core, Dirge, all of that. Adding and children. a streamlined experience that looks really close to that mobile version they made of Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. You know, like the same kind of half chibi art style kind of where it simplifies things. I would love to go through that because A, it's still a video game and B, it's a good refresher and it's on my phone. So I can just pull that out and play exactly. it anytime wherever I'm at. So yeah. I'm really into that. Uh, do you know when that's coming out or did they announce a, a release date for that? Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I'm keeping an eye out for that, though. Yeah. I think everybody should, especially if you're interested in tying all this lore together without having to watch a three-hour YouTube video. Um, mm-hmm. I think this would be great. So that was the state of play. Now, 
I sparked a lot of controversy, probably because I posted this into a lot of Nintendo Switch groups online. <laughs> but I said that the Pokemon Direct was greater than the State of Play, which was greater than the Nintendo Direct. That's how I ordered them. I thought the State of Play, even though pound for pound, I feel like I want to play more stuff that was announced with Nintendo. I feel like the presentation and the information in the trailers and the way it was all laid out, the State of Play was directed better. So I'm talking presentation-wise. I feel like the State of Play was better than Nintendo Direct. What do you think? Yeah, no, you're right. Nintendo Direct was all over the place. Yeah. Even though State of Play didn't have anything new, it flowed better. Mm-hmm. Well, it had it didn't have a whole lot of new stuff. It was like not a whole trend, lot of new. Yeah, it was uh, it flowed better. Uh, ended with a bang, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Nintendo Direct ended with Splatoon three, which yeah, is, <laughs> okay. Kind of, and uh, even then, it was confusing. It was like, is this Mad right. Max? What is this? Is this a uh, Splatoon into the wild? <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, and the Pokemon Direct was pretty much quick and straight to the point. Yeah, no. and all three of the announcements were great. Like it was mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah. All right, well, that is gaming news for the week. We're going to go ahead and move on. I just need to know one question from you, Derek. This week, I just got to know, what are you feeling? I am feeling the TV show Young Rock. It is a show that is told from The Rock's point of view. He's basically been interviewed by Randall Park. He's running for president, and he's telling about how he got to this point from his childhood, his teenage years, and... Mm. I assume they're going to go into his professional wrestling career, but yeah, I was like, is this, is this actually based on his life or loosely based on his life or, well, you know, I mean, yeah, he says it's all true. Like I, but you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's television. So, you know, there can be liberties taken, but he's yeah, literally like the fact on that the he's not running for president. Yeah. Right. Well, it takes place in 2032. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're already creating some stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope not. Yeah. But no, it's 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 good. I was surprised the mm. actors that they have playing, especially his dad, uh, Rocky Johnson. Mm. Uh, they do a very good job, and uh, the actor playing his mother, his young self, his teenage self, especially. It's funny they have a, the running joke that when he's a teenager, he's like six four and two hundred something pounds, and they mm. all think he's twenty one Jump Street. <laughs> 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 so, you know, they got that going for him. But it's it's really dope. I watch it on the Peacock Premium app. And right now, only two episodes are out, and they release weekly. So, uh, if you if you like just fun little good shows in general, and you like The Rock, which many people do, then check it out. Cool. What you feeling, baby? Oh yeah. So, you know, we use this segment to talk about stuff that we're into, and sometimes it's current, sometimes it's not. I didn't have anything that really ran across my radar recently, at least not that it has actually come into my hands. I've ordered a few things; they're on their way. So, I was thinking <laughs> about one of the the older YouTubers that I followed that he's not very active now, but he does still make music. There's a musician on YouTube called Ronald Jenkies. Have you ever heard of him? Jenkies? No, I haven't. The Jenks, baby. Ronald mm. Jenkies. It's J-E-N-K-E-E-S. Ronald Jenkies is, he loves music. He got himself a keyboard and just started jamming and decided to kind of put it on YouTube. He's... Kind of quirky, kind of nerdy. I think that's just his shtick. He loves hats. He has really thick Coke bottle glasses. You can, like, his eyes are real squinty. You can tell he can't see very well. He's always up at the camera like, hey there, YouTubes. <laughs> and, and then he just starts to, like, lay down, like, the fattest jams. And you can see him improv and he talks about his music-making process. And, you know, he's like, 
you know, uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, all of them, all a little bit. So Led Zeppelin, I'm going to play a little bit, a whole lot of love here. <laughs> and like, he just goes <laughs> into it and he's released albums. He's been so cool over the years. I actually have his first three albums. And if you buy two of his CDs at once, he'll pull back the plastic on the CD and personally sign them for you. So I've oh. signed copies of a lot of his albums, a lot of his stuff. And he's actually been, I think, contracted in the past to make music for video games. Because a lot mm -hmm. of his stuff sounds like it would go great in a game. And a lot of it's like, you know, hip hop infused with EDM, infused with like, you know, just kind of soundtrack or atmosphere, that type of thing. And it's on some of his earlier albums, he even raps. <laughs> and uh, it's it's cool. It is. And I think the reason why I like him so much and, and what really kind of ties me to his music is just his passion for it. And you can see how much fun he's having when he's jamming on a lot of his earlier piano tunes and stuff. So if you're a lover of music, if you enjoy seeing somebody do something that fills them with joy, you know what I mean? Because that's the biggest thing is I, I like seeing people follow their passions, and just crush it. I feel like Ronald Jenkins is that feel-good channel that you're looking for. And again, he doesn't post too much often, but if you go back in the beginning and kind of watch him sequentially and see him grow, it's really cool to see like his setup start to get bigger. He gets more equipment. You know, he starts to get more money from YouTube, so he starts to be able to experiment with it, do different things. And it's really cool. neat to kind of see his rise in skill level and interest in music and the kind of music he makes. And if you get really interested, I believe a lot of his stuff's on iTunes. You can jam to it there and Spotify. I mean, and so you can jam to it on Spotify or iTunes if you want. So, okay, cool. Yep. Awesome. Oh man. So next week we're going to have a guest and it's a good thing that we're free this week because there's, there's one thing that's been on my mind for at least a week now, if not more. And I got to get it off my chest. It's uh. It's this transfer transformation. I feel it rising up within me. Introspection. What am I doing here? Griffith, I thought we were friends. It's time for the Derek X Pike oh. Anime Challenge. Derek X Pike. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are doing Berserk episode 18 and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhoods episode 52 through 54. So Derek, I just got to know Berserk episode 18 was it hype? It was pretty hard. So let me tell you. Nice. Last episode, Griffith was seemingly poisoned. Oh no. And somebody put Griffith. something in that. Somebody put something in that cup. And so he took a drink of it and fell passed out to the floor. Mm. Turns out that, of course, Griffith faked his death. Aww. And the person who poisoned him rode off on a horse. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be super rich. And yeah, there's no way they're going to catch me. And of course, someone steps out of the shadows and slices him down. We don't see who it is, but I think we know who it is. <laughs> and then the next, scene, the next scene we've got, the queen is with the nobles at their little round table. They're like, haha, we killed Griffith. And she's like, thank you for your involvement, everyone. No, it was you, my queen, who did this. Ha ha ha. And she literally just wanted to protect her royal bloodline. That was the only reason. Yeah, like, he, that's so stupid. She knew Griffith was going to try to smash Charlotte. She knew. She saw right. it happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was just like, really? And so then Minister Faust is like acting real skeptic and real, sus. real weird. So he's like, oh, I got to go check something out. Uh, 
I'll see you guys in a second. He closes the door and then all of a sudden there's some smoke rising up from the floor of the room. And they're like, what is going on? The castle it's is get, on it's fire. It's getting hot in here. Take off all <laughs> <Yeah>. your clothes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the castle is on fire and the queen looks out the window and there stands Griffith. Just looking at her. Shooting her those Griffith eyes. Yeah, them Griffith eyes. Not the bedroom eyes, the Griffith eyes. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, how is this possible? How did you do this? And he's and he's literally having a conversation with her from like the very bottom of the castle. She's like at the very top. He's like, I see you like to sit around and decide things. Well, this is a battlefield and there is nowhere to sit on the battlefield. And I was like, oh, shit, Griffith. You're wild, man. And so they, they literally just burn to death. The queen is like, ah! Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're not going to do a second take on that? Okay. That's All right. Cool. And Nailed it. So it's, yeah, it turns out that Minister Faust uh, betrayed the queen because Griffith had his number the first day that he left for battle. And yeah. he gave him those Griffith eyes. And he was like, I knew you would be my enemy as soon as... I left for battle that day, so uh, mm. got your ass. And it turns out that he had some mercenaries kidnap Minister Faust's daughter, which I'm like, that guy has a daughter? Okay, don't believe it. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he pays the mercenaries, and then the mercenaries ride off, and the same person who killed the poisoner chops all of them down. We don't see it, but we think we know who it is, and of course it is Guts. Mm. Guts has killed everyone involved, literally everyone involved with Griffith's planned murder, him planning to get back at the queen is dead except for faust and he tells faust basically we're gonna have to learn to play nice from here on out i don't have any bad feelings towards you and if you're good i'm good mm. so that's it's interesting it's crazy yeah it's interesting because we talked about in a few episodes back faust is the one that approached general urius with the plan to poison griffith at that boar hunt Right. And then when Griffith found out, of course, he took down Urius, you know, using guts and unfortunately Urius' son. And when Faust went to question him about it to try to probe if Griffith knew that he was involved at all, that's where he gave away his hand on accident. Because Griffith mm-hmm. stared at him and he stared back like, shit, I'm guilty. And Griffith's like, right. I know. Got your ass. So then used him and his scheming ways to gather up anybody in the nobility who would be open to a plan like taking out Griffith so they can all be in the same room to celebrate after he died. Faust closes the door. They're all dead. I mean, and even the guys that he had paid to kidnap Faust's daughter, when they were running off, they're like, this was an easy job. If we want more gold, we can just blackmail Griffith. And then immediately right. Gut steps out the shadows like, nah. <laughs> nah, not happening, dog. So like he covered all his angles. He knew who would talk and who wouldn't. He knew Faust would keep his mouth shut afterwards. Like it's impressive how he's able to easily read people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So And Gus is taking the gold off of the mercenaries. And then Griffith's like, no, leave it there. They worked for that. <laughs> they yeah. should be able to keep it. I'm like, okay, Griffith, you're wild. Styling. But, uh, at, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's no reason to flex on them like that. But yeah. <laughs> after that, Guts is uh, preparing to leave. He's already decided that he's going to leave the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And Costco runs out after him. And uh, <laughs> what is uh, the guy who hates Guts in the Hawks? Corcus. What's his name again? Corcus. Corcus. He's like, she's running. And he's like, where's she going so fast? It's like... Well, she's a woman. She can't just pee anywhere like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Corcus is so dumb. Right? I was like, okay, guy. But yeah, so it ends with uh, Casca and Guts kind of staring each other down and her asking him why he's going to leave. And then we go Mm to the next episode. Yeah, now the next episode is a very pivotal one, especially for Guts and Griff's relationship. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you uh, have to say about that one once you get a chance to see it. 
Cool, so. cool, cool. Good stuff. Let's get to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Episode 52, Combined Strength. So, in the last episode, we noticed Alphonse had been given the Philosopher's Stone. He uses it to battle Pride and Kimberly, and he manages to trap Pride once again, but is taken surprise by Kimberly using his own Philosopher's Stone to get the upper hand in battle. And meanwhile, they shoot back to the Armstrong siblings, trying to gain the upper hand over Sloth. And as soon as they do, he reveals himself to be the fastest homunculus. Apparently, he goes slow all the time to conserve his energy. But when he wants to, pium, super fast. Yeah. Flashy. <laughs> exactly. And then back at the Alphonse fight, Alphonse is caught by pride again. But Hankel had actually been nearby and was healed by Marco. He runs up and actually manages to chop down and bite on Kimberly's neck, pretty much delivering such, a fatal blow. Such a badass shot. It was awesome, yeah. <laughs> so Kimberly's like looking like, what? I got killed what? by a bite to the neck? This is stupid. And then a car <laughs> runs up and like knocks him over, and it's it's Yoki driving the vehicle to rescue Alphonse and the others. And he was like, you guys aren't the only ones who get to be heroes. <laughs> so Marco, Heinkel... Alphonse, they all pile in the car and they drive off towards Central. Pride uh, steps over Kimberly, who is bleeding out, and he's like, yeah, well, looks like you're going to die, so chomp. <laughs> Yummy! Pride basically consumes Kimberly and his stone. Back at the battle between Armstrong, Olivier, and Sloth, Armstrong manages to temporarily impale Sloth on a spike he alchemied up through the ground. But then he and Olivier are attacked by those mannequin soldiers who are still you know, spilling out from below. And you look below, and May is still fending off Envy and mannequin soldiers in the tunnel that she's in. And she's then they shoot. Ass. <laughs> yeah, she's doing a really good job. Uh, and then Edward's group is about to be overwhelmed by the mannequin soldiers, too. And then they're rescued when Mustang and Hawkeye show up. Ooh, so that's, yeah. that's the end of that episode. When you shoot to the next episode, they're um, actually playing a live radio broadcast in Central. And basically, it was Mustang's team that arranged for Bradley's wife to be interviewed on that radio broadcast with the help some of some of the Ishvalans. And word of a coup d'etat by the central military forces starts to spread, which basically helps the citizens view the rebels in a positive light, like they're trying to save mm -hmm. the government, right? Which is good. Uh, yeah. Briggs Fortress troops launch an attack on Central Command headquarters while all this is going on. And Mustang showing up with Edward's group, easily destroys all the mannequin soldiers just by incinerating them to ash using yeah, his flame OP. alchemy. Yeah, he's OP when it's not raining, for sure. Right. So. <laughs> May lures Envy into a trap in the upper levels, and they both crash and fall into the chamber below with Edward and Mustang's group. And Envy then sees them and reveals himself as Hughes' killer after being interrogated by Mustang. Mustang is infuriated, and immediately, like, launches flames to burn out Envy's tongue while Envy was mid-monologue bragging about mm -hmm. something. Which I loved because there were a few times where Envy was like, you can't. And then, boom, <laughs> just get mm -hmm. hit with flame. And I was <laughs> yep. like, more of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. And, and fuck monologuing while you're fighting. Just fight. <laughs> so right. Edward's group moves onward as Mustang brutally burns Envy over and over again, kind of wearing down Envy's powers. Edward starts to be concerned that Mustang may be consumed by his own hatred because basically he's just taking revenge for his friend Hughes. Right. And Envy quickly realizes that he is no match for Mustang and basically just runs for his life. Hawkeye was told to stay behind when Mustang went and pursued Envy, but she goes ahead and after a moment follows Mustang into the tunnels and is seen by Envy. 
then they shoot to Mustang, who encounters Hawkeye, and Hawkeye starts to follow behind him. And then the episode ends when she stops and aims a gun at him while his back is turned. And you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you shoot to the next episode, 54, Beyond the Inferno, they show a quick flashback to the Ishvalan War. Hawkeye is lamenting about all the damage they caused to the Ishvalans. And she removes her shirt to reveal her uh, flame alchemy notes on her tattooed on her back. And she mm-hmm. asks Mustang to burn the notes off of her back, which I thought was kind of extreme. I'd have been like, no, that's not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, they shoot back to the present and Hawkeye immediately sees through Envy's disguise as Mustang, which is why she pointed a gun at him. And Hawkeye shoots Envy and holds Envy off until Mustang arrives and just mercilessly incinerates him. Mm-hmm. Sets him on fire so much, basically reverts him back to his little parasitic worm form again. And before Mustang can finish Envy off, Edward, Edward, Hawkeye, and Scar try to persuade him to stop his anger and need for revenge. Edward's concerned and kind of lets it be known that a mistress cannot be ruled by someone consumed with hatred, and that if he goes through with this, it'll affect him in a way that'll make him no different from Wrath. Right. Uh, or King Bradley, as we know him. Envy, hearing all this, just becomes outraged by Mustang's change of heart and tries to goad them all into killing each other by pointing out all of the terrible things they each have done to each other. And, you know, Scar killing Scar? Alchemist and... <laughs> Mustang! Yeah, his voice is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, Mustang killing all the Ishvalans, blah, blah, blah. Edward then kind of figures, he gets his number. He's like, yeah, you hate humans because you're jealous of our capacity to continue living despite all the abuse that we take. And at that point, Envy is so humiliated and insulted by Edward's accurate analysis that he commits suicide by tearing out and destroying his own Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. So that happens. He's like crying and shit. Yeah. I know you it's, felt sorry for him. Yeah. And I was just waiting for somebody to step on him so he'd shut up. Right. <laughs> I'm tired it's of It's not that, that I felt sorry for him. It's just, he, he looks so pathetic. Yeah, he was. And after all he's done is just like... Uh, but damn, the fact that, that not even that could change him, because if he got his powers back, he'd have flattened them all in a minute. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he really is just purely inhuman. So uh, you shoot back to the Armstrong siblings, slowly starting to gain the upper hand in the battle against Sloth. And then you show Izumi shows up, allied with Briggs Fortress soldiers, in Central to participate in the coup d'etat. And then, yeah. below Central... Hohenheim finally gets to father to confront him. And the episode ends. Da-da-da! So, so yeah, we're getting close. We're less than 10 episodes out, and father and Hohenheim are in a standoff. So we'll see how that concludes. Not next week, because we have a guest, but the mm. week after. <laughs> so but if you yes. want to freshen your mind, we'll, we'll hold off on watching the anime this week, since we know we're going to have a guest. Right. And uh, yeah, go from there. Yeah, man. Mustang. Envy is dead. Mustang. Yep. Snapped her to death. <laughs> That's right. Snap, snap. Thanos her ass. Basically. Yep. So, yeah, we're uh, looking forward to getting the uh, the show concluded. I'm really, really excited to see what you think about these next few episodes because Berserk is about to get buck wild. All right. Well, that is our episode. Everybody. We did it. We did it. Woo. Thank there you so for joining news. us. And we got through it. I can't believe we got through it. <laughs> it was all thanks to quick shits. <laughs> Yes, TM. <laughs> Quick shits. <laughs> Quick shits. I don't know if I want to keep that. That doesn't sound great. It doesn't. <laughs> Quick blitz. <laughs> Quick. Bl- there you go. There you go. Quick blitz. It's not quick bit. Shut up. 
It's quick blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I said, look forward to us on uh, on the next episode, the 30th episode, actually, of Call It Like I Don't See It. Look, uh, look forward to our guest next week on our own show. Now that the show is over, I uh, just got one question for you. Those folks out there who are interested in those pickups, they want to get those old 2000s TV shows. I am the sun. Where can they find them at? <laughs> they can find them on ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more i post pictures of items that i acquire on instagram at gamer goodies more and the same on twitter at goodies underscore more and if you want to catch us elsewhere we are on a few platforms of course we have our main hub anchor.fm slash player two is entered the pod we upload episodes every single sunday we're also anywhere podcasts are available breaker google podcast overcast Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Player2 has entered the pod. YouTube at Player2 has entered the podcast. And if you subscribe to either of those areas, you can get notifications when we drop new episodes as well as clips. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. I have a Twitch channel if you want to watch me play games live. That's twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, I do brawlers, current games, horror games as well. You can check the channel for the schedule. And of course, I upload all my old episodes onto my YouTube channel, MC Paperstacks Plays. If you have any questions or suggestions, comments, feedback, anything of the sort, or you just maybe just want to guest on the show sometime, feel free to email us. You can reach out to us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. We'd be happy to hear from you. And that is our show. All right. Thanks for checking us out. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.